So the six keys has been number one. This is something that Tim wrote, right? He shares is you have to understand how much is coming in and how much money is coming out. So you have to master your personal finances. That is number one. If you do not have a budget, then you're not aware on where your money may be leaking, right? If you have a bucket and you're just putting your monthly income and then there's a leak, but you have no idea where it is, you're going to miss out on opportunities that you can save that money to later invest. Well, I'm excited to welcome back to the show, my brother, Diego Corzo. What is up, Maddie? How are you? What a do, brother. So we had, uh, you're still one of the most downloaded episodes on Millionaire Mindcast history. Oh, man. And so many people just loved your story, your journey, you know, how humble you are, but obviously you're a man of action too, and you've created massive success. So, you know, we're chatting the other day and figured it might be a great time being that your interview aired in what, 2019, mm-hmm. three years later to talk about the insane growth that you've had when you follow many of the disciplines and habits and the things that you teach and talk about consistently and mm-hmm. what those actually turn into. So yes. for those who don't know who you are, maybe they're listening to this for the first time, they're getting introduced to Diego Corzo for the first time. Talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. So, man, it's been a crazy journey, and especially since, since 2019, right? There's There's been a lot of change, a lot of growth. Uh, but basically, my entrepreneur or investor journey started uh, when I was 23 years old, which was when I bought my first property. But um, the thing was that prior to that, right, I... Um, I am what Congress calls a dreamer and a, and a DACA recipient, right? So I want to share a little bit of my background first um, because of the fact that throughout my journey of building wealth and businesses and stuff like that, there's been a lot of hoops, a lot of obstacles that I had to take. Um, one of them being the fact that being undocumented uh, has been one of those things that uh, I still have a challenge with because I'm fully undocumented right right now. Uh, but I haven't let that stop, right? So throughout my journey, uh, at 15, I found out I couldn't uh, drive. I couldn't qualify to get a driver's license. Uh, I came from Lima, Peru when I was nine years old. But uh, at 15, um, that's when I had that obstacle. Put all my effort, my emphasis into school. At 18, as I graduated high school, third in my class, I found out I couldn't um, qualify for student loans or financial aid. And at 19, because I had enough money to pay for college for one year, uh, I go to college. I got to volunteer for a nonprofit. They offer me a job. I go fill out the application. And then I found out that because of my lack of work authorization, I couldn't get that job. So now I'm like, crap, I am 19 years old. I cannot work. I cannot drive. Can't get student loans or financial aid. I've done everything that my parents, that school, that the United States, my teachers, everybody told me to do, right? Like, if you want to get a good job or whatever, you get your education and everything. And I'm like, I can't even get a job. It's hard for me to get an education. Uh, but I remember, I remember what my parents told me, that the U.S. was a land of opportunity. And because of their example and work ethic and everything, I knew that I could figure it out, 
Like there was always a way. And through my entrepreneur journey and investing journey, resourcefulness has been one of those key things that has helped me. And, um, and so throughout that, I found out that I could create my own LLC, right? So my, so my, my journey started a little bit there where I created a company that I could get other companies to pay me through my LLC as a contractor. And, uh, and I was riding my bike to, and from those businesses, because at the end of the day, I mean, back then in 2010, 2011, there was no Uber, no Lyft, no nothing of those. So it was just my bike or the bus. And, uh, so I would have a suit in my backpack, drive there, dry off, whatever. Uh, but that's how I I was able to pay for college. I was also, because I had, I was pretty studious from that perspective. So, uh, in order for me to pay for some of those classes, I created the study guides. I would ace the first exam and I would sell the study guides to the students. So I was in an email to everybody and I was like, hey guys, I was the one who set the curve. I will be creating the study guide for exam number two, five bucks for the study guide. Uh, and yeah, that, that's how I would pay for, for some of the classes. Uh, and it wasn't until, until I was 22, 23 years old when the DACA program started and that's when I moved to Austin, Texas, uh, to start working as a software developer uh, for General Motors. But I read Rich That Poured That when I was 21 years old, right? And that's where my entrepreneur part started going, uh, because I learned that there's two ways for people to make money. You can either trade your time for money or you can make your money work for you. So no matter what obstacle I had of immigration or anything, I knew that my goal, I set a goal there when I was like, I'm going to, by age 35, I want to have 10 doors, like 10 properties. Uh, I achieved that a lot sooner. uh, But having that mindset, having like starting to read those books and everything and learning a little bit about wealth was what got me started to in capitalizing on wanting to learn stuff that I wanted to do, which was investing in real estate. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. So got my real estate license, was working full-time at General Motors. But again, to go back to your question of entrepreneurship, like that's what got me into it of the fact of that I wanted to invest and create my own company, but to increase the income I was making 
so that I could still live in a frugal way for delay gratification, knowing that I was going to put all the money that I was making into passive investment properties. I love it. So for, and especially nowadays, we hear so many people that, you know, want to unlock all the freedom, want to unlock all the success. They want all the sexiness that comes along with being an entrepreneur, right? But the sacrifice and the whatever it takes mindset and action is Mm -hmm. generally missing for a lot of people. And for someone who had all of the hurdles, true hurdles in front of them, Mm -hmm. you found a way to overcome those time and time again. If you were to boil down a mindset or a quality or characteristic that you feel embodies you and what it took to overcome all of those things and unlock that success, what would you say that was? Mm, A characteristic would be the resourcefulness, but it is because there's a why behind, right? Because a lot of people may want something, but if the why is is not strong enough, they're going to create excuses or they're going to say, oh, it's okay, I didn't hit my goal or it's okay, I didn't achieve that. But if people have that strong enough why, that um, that like persistence, that uh, resourcefulness to continue going no matter what, uh, I feel like that's what I have. And what is that, that? That like, dude, it's just like, I need to, okay. It's the fact that coming from a country, right? That like coming from a country where it's very hard to achieve something because of corruption and stuff like that. Like, unless you're not doing some shady stuff in that other, like in the third world country, not third world, but in developing countries and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, there's a lot more opportunity here in the United States. And I feel like the fact that I see so much opportunity in the United States, so much um, opportunity that if you work hard enough and if you create the leverage or put the systems in place to achieve so much more, I believe that that was that 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 has been what has helped me is that immigrant mindset that we came here to achieve that American dream, and we started from zero. So we know. So I already know what zero is, and even though it sucked, we survived, right? But now it's more like, dude, I'm hungry for so much more, and if I have to get started again or start again, like that's okay. But I know that I can get there much faster now. Mm. Yeah, you and I both know what zero was, right? We started together sharing a, a bedroom in right? Steamboat, Colorado at our first uh, mastermind where yeah. we got introduced to GoBundance and, and connected with many of our millionaire mentors. And um, you and I have really been on this wealth building and personal development journey for uh, going on a decade now together, which exactly. is amazing. And, you know, as someone that I outside looking in, You're just somebody that, and this is just a little bit of a a perspective share on what I've noticed about you and what has really inspired me is, like you said, there's so many people that have the ability to not succeed, that have the ability to just fall back and have somebody bail them out. And when you have no other option but to succeed, Mm -hmm. the disciplines and the habit and the action and the mindset that accompanies that is something very, very magical. And you have that mindset and it's very infectious. And hence why you've had so much success 
you on the last time we're on the show, we're at 19 doors. Yes. And as you mentioned earlier, you, uh, you know, exceeded that uh, 10 door goal much earlier than 35. Now, where are you at today? Yeah. So I'm at 61 doors right now, 61 doors, uh, 2019 being at those, yeah, at those like 19 doors or 21 doors. Now I triple that. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with partners. A lot of it has to do with being able to get the momentum, right? Because I started with my first prop, one of my first properties in house hacking and living for free and like saving as much as I could. Uh, but then throughout that journey of increasing my income as well actively and still having that delayed gratification, as I was saying, of, of like, I wasn't buying anything fancy, like fancy or like, um, like trying to catch up with the, with like my friends and the Jonas's or something like that. Right. It was more of the, Hey, I am okay with what I have. I'm not very materialistic, but I do want to build wealth and, and understanding that through that time, uh, there has been some appreciation too of, of the properties and stuff like that. Uh, but understanding that as I create my ag, my income actively, I would need to reinvest it and getting momentum. Momentum, when if like through time, momentum becomes your friend and it becomes easier. The same thing on the realtor business. When I first got started, it was just a couple of clients, right? But then you build momentum because those past clients begin to refer to you. The people that you call back that weren't ready, now they begin to call you back and say, hey, now I'm ready. Um, so momentum has been that one thing that has helped me scale both my realtor business and my real estate passive income portfolio. So break that down a little bit because I am always, you know, I'm fascinated in people breaking the limiting mindset and beliefs mm -hmm. that a lot of people have around insert whatever limiting belief it is. And one that most people have is, well, I can't, you know, qualify for this amount of money to buy this property, or I don't have this type of money. You are in, you know, basic terminology, illegal. So you cannot mm -hmm. get an actual loan mm -hmm. with a bank on paper if it was just Diego Corzo going to the bank, correct? There was a lot of that challenges before. Okay. Now it's easier, but it's still like in the beginning, I had to go through a lot of notes, a lot of notes. So talk about that journey, right? Of Because maybe we do have some DACA recipients mm -hmm. or, or yeah. you know, individuals that are going to listen to this and go, man, I want to, I want to know how he did it. Right. Yeah. Or to the people that are citizens and are, you know, complaining about how they can't go and buy properties. Diego went from mm -hmm. zero to 61 doors as an undocumented citizen and found a way to build multiple seven figures of equity and net worth in his real estate investment portfolio. How yeah. the hell did you do that? So the first couple were, um, were by doing the house hacking strategy, right? Which was you rent out, you live in, I was living in the master rent out the other rooms. Uh, but in order for me to repeat that process over and over again, uh, and grow the portfolio, I realized that I needed, like, if you need 20% to buy a property and it's like $60,000 to get 20%, it will take me years maybe to save that money. 
But if I partner up with somebody that already has the money or we can go 50-50 on the money side, then it becomes a lot easier, right? So that's what I did. I began to capitalize with partners. So for example, I own three or four properties just in my name and the rest to make it easier because of my DACA stuff, uh, I partner up with other people. Now, when people, for people that don't have money that, that think that they're limiting belief, oh, I can't invest in real estate because I don't have money for the down payment or for anything, you need to find what your unfair advantage is. I believe that everybody has an unfair advantage, but it is up to you to find it, right? And in real estate, if you're looking for a real estate partner, there are four things. There's, you can partner up with somebody that has knowledge, that has the time, that has the network or the money, those four things. Now, what I have found is that through my journey, I've gotten those different types of unfair advantages through the years. In the beginning, I had no money and I had some experience and I had a lot of time. So what happened was I partnered up with, let's say, with my buddy Pascal back in 2015, 2016, and we started buying four bedroom homes in Austin. Him as the money guy, even though he lived in Denver, Colorado, I was the boots in the ground with some knowledge. And then I had the time. So I was able to manage. I was able to do everything, be basically the acquisition side. And he brought the money. I have a portfolio of 15 Airbnbs in the Smokies. And fast forward years later, now I'm the one with the money. And I have a business partner that we partner up 50-50 on the money side, but he manages the property. Uh, But... I get to, he basically gets to call me and says, hey, Diego, we, we have this great deal. Can you wire this money? And I'm like, sure, let's, let's do it, right? After I, after I analyze it. So that now became my unfair advantage where for him to build his portfolio with me, he's, he's been great. Um, and, uh, and so he manages the properties and I'm able to be the money partner. So throughout the years, that has changed because he has the experience and he has the knowledge of the, uh, of the market. And uh, he was able to leverage the systems and everything. So time, then I came as the money side, right? So people can offer that to other people. Maybe they don't have the cash right now to buy a property, but they can be the one that do the acquisitions, that does the management and everything. And they can go 50-50 or crap in the beginning, go 30-70, 70 to the investor. But you're building that reputation. You're building that portfolio where maybe the next investor that you partner up with, you have some more experience so you can go 50-50. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you said it flawlessly, right? Is It's the old you know, adage of resourcefulness always trumps resources. There's a lot of people who have a lot of money, but if they don't know where to park the money, they don't have the time to manage where they park the money, if they don't have the expertise in the asset class that they're putting the money into, right? Mm-hmm. Then ultimately that money is at risk and not as valuable versus this whole complete package, which ultimately, right, it's the yin and yang that you've done this, I've done this, right? And many different assets that we've been able to acquire and take either Mm -hmm. slivers of or half of is bringing that type of value and resourcefulness everywhere you go. And so as you started building your investment portfolio, as you started building your realtor business, and then as you started expanding beyond what has transpired since we last chatted with you, which was 
hey, I'm you know looking to continue to advance my financial independence journey. And, you know, I'm building cash flow through these 19 doors, now 61 per the (laughs) the most recent update. Um, You were just kind of, you know, building and starting to scale your real estate team. Mm -hmm. And there weren't really any other businesses on the horizon at that time. What's gone down since then? Man, so it's been crazy because since, since 2019, so in 2019, a couple of things happened. I did a TEDx talk. I was featured on the BP podcast and I was featured in your podcast, right? And with all of those things, uh, again, momentum, right? Me sharing my story on different ways, social media, stuff like that. But it didn't get until that part of it where I reached a massive audience and I got a lot of people that followed me on on Instagram, followed me on social media. And uh, that's when I I was able to, because I had so many people that reached out. Number one, my realtor business grew a lot here in Austin to the point that now we have 10 agents in the team and we're the number one office. We're the number one team in our Keller Williams office. Um, Last year, we sold 256 homes. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy journey on on that because we started that in 2020, like creating the team and everything. Um, Then being featured on the BP podcast um, as well, got me a lot of followers on social media. And uh, so then we, so then I created um, a mastermind group um, called Rad Race 2FI. And we created that. Uh, we created a, a, a community of other investors. Uh, and then that has now transitioned into the FI investors, which, uh, which is something that I'm working on now. But throughout that journey, of being able to create that that community, um, I had people that I was able to partner up with, right? So through that journey, now I, through one of my mentees, um, we were able to buy a 16 unit. I was able to buy uh, like a 16 unit apartment in, in uh, Augusta, Georgia area. Uh, I was able to buy multiple properties in, in, other, in other states as well. Uh, in growing the portfolio because they partner up with me because they had the expertise, uh, but maybe they didn't have the money and I was able to come in with, with the money. Um, so created that company. Uh, now I also, then the realtor business kicking butt on, on that. Um, and then now uh, I have a company called REI Call Center where we help wholesalers and realtors too, but mostly wholesalers find off-market deals uh, through call callers. And uh, right now we've crossed like 200 clients. Uh, so that's been going well, help, helping them build their portfolio, helping them build their wholesale business. And at the end of the day, a lot of the things that, that, has, um, that has allowed me to create those businesses too, or like create those investing opportunities has been by me pouring into those mentees, right? Into the people in the community. Uh, because... I've been able to teach them what I've learned from my mentors in abundance. That's what we were talking about earlier, right? Um, me being in that room back in the day, uh, 23 years old with my net worth at like $25,000 um, to then becoming a millionaire by 29, uh, I'm able to share on that journey to them and showing them, look, despite no matter what obstacle you have, me not be, me, I don't even have a freaking green card or a citizenship. Like technically I'm not even supposed to be here, uh, but I'm doing this. I've, I've achieved my own version of the American dream. Um, I've been helping other people do that. 
And that for me has been super fulfilling, helping other people become millionaires, passive income and all of that stuff. So obviously now your net worth being multiple seven figures with where you're at today and, you know, your, what feels like, you know, upside and opportunities continuing to compound talking about that momentum, right? Uh One of your superpowers obviously is I think relationship building. And maybe we could talk a little bit about that real quick in terms of what is kind of your formula and your science for you know, identifying whether it's key relationships in your life that you want to learn and, you know, Mm -hmm. model after and be around, or it's key relationships that you're exploring from a partnership perspective. Mm -hmm. How do you go about approaching the framework and the diligence you put into your relationships? Yeah. So this is really good because I, so number one, I try to put myself into rooms where I'm the dumbest in the room, right? Like, like where you and I both were in 2014, we were two guys that weren't millionaires yet. And we were in that room with like David Osborne at that time was worth 40 million and other guys. And I was like, I wasn't supposed to be in that room, right? But I found myself in that room. And what I did is I was able to just be a servant leader and anything that they needed help with, I did. I said yes to a lot of things. There's a time that I have found that there's a time to say yes to a lot of things. And then later you can get to say no, right? Mm. But because you want to see also what you're good at, you want to see how can you provide the most amount of value. And that's something that I did. I just provided as much value as possible without expecting anything back, but believing in the law of reciprocity or however you pronounce that word, right? (laughs) But by me giving to other people without an agenda, without anything, I was able to reap the rewards years later. And uh, and by being part of GoBundance, for example, because I just showed up, I had so many people coming to me, members of GoBundance, be like, hey, Diego, I heard you have an amazing story. Can you share it with me? I was like, oh, heck yes. Like I should be asking to hear your story and you're coming to hear mine, right? So um, at the end of the day, it was more when I'm having conversations, I want to be interested, not interesting. And then I try to, my goal is to connect people. So if when, if I go to a networking event or for example, a GoBundance event, right? Where you're surrounding yourself with heavy hitters. If they're telling you something that they're, that they're doing, that how they're growing their portfolio and their investment, I try to tell them, Hey, you need to connect with this person. Like you need to connect with this person here. He can help you on multifamily. He can help you on scaling your business. And people begin to know that. So much that people text me and are like, hey, Diego, who do you know that I need to talk about this? Or who can I, who, who can you connect me that does this on like franchises? And, uh, and it's cool to be that person because this means that you're on top of mind of other people. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part 
of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. And then fast forward years later, COVID happened and people began to move to Austin, right? So then my real estate business just exploded as GoBundance guys began to move here or they knew other people. So I went for like, uh, like selling homes that were like 300, 250, 400,000 to now millions of dollars. Uh, and so that was really cool, <laughs> but it was from years and years of building into that, right? So at the end of the day is not having an, an agenda, but really caring uh, about other people and not caring if they're millionaires or if they're right at the beginning, right? At the end of the day, I want to pour and just help uh, into other people without an agenda. Yeah. I mean, I love that. The servants leader approach and mindset. I think, you know, one thing you and I both talked about early on in our journeys was like, we're willing to do whatever for free just to be in proximity to those types of people, right? Because yes. that's ultimately how you learn what, like you said, what you're good at, what you love, what you hate, what you're not good at. And then from there, you can start kind of weaving the paths that you think best aligns with moving you in the direction you're trying to go towards. And in the beginning, it is saying yes to a lot of things until you start to really understand maybe the five lane freeway can maybe go down to four lanes and then maybe three lanes and two lanes until you kind of figure out what your fast lane is and where you bring the most value, where you can cover as much ground, you can get as much upside. Mm -hmm. So as you have started to learn some of those things yourself over the years, how are you operating and building and investing and leading today mm -hmm. versus the Diego in 2019? Man, so one of the, that's a really good question because the main thing for me has been in lever. So you had the author of the book, um, Gay Hendricks, is that who you're talking yes, about? The Great Leap, right? Yes. And you recommended that, that book. I mean, I've been a student, you're my business coach too, right? So since <laughs> like, it's been like a year or two, two years yep. now. And, uh, throughout that journey too. Uh, a lot of it has come from from you as well and your your help throughout this. Um, but in that book, he mentions like there's a zone of incompetence, competence, excellence, and genius. And what I started to go to move forward towards more was acting and doing things in my zone of genius, because that's where I know that I can bring the most. Like as I put, I, as I create input, it creates the most output. Right. That's something that Alex Ramosi has has been saying too. It's like, what what are the things that 
by you inputting one hour on something or you creating the leverage on other things, what can give you the most output? And I think that acting in the zone of genius for me has been um, something that has helped me a lot. Uh, So that's number one. And then number two, for people that haven't read the book Rocket Fuel, in Rocket Fuel, it talks about being the integrator or the visionary. I've realized that in most of my expertise or most of the things for my zone of genius has been more in the integrator role. I do have the visionary part too, uh, but acting more in the integrator role uh, has helped me a lot with different business partners and, uh, and being able to have the most output into, into those things uh, that has created the leverage that I needed for those companies to grow, right? Because now I manage like three or four other companies. Um, and, uh, and that is the thing that has helped me. So what, what is building going forward look like for you now? You know, you've obviously, mm-hmm. would you consider yourself financially free? Financially free? Yes. Yes. But there is much more to come. Um, when you say what, what's comes up next, I mean, there is now as I'm creating my own brand, right? The fine investors, I am big on collaboration. And I think this is where like, I've been getting momentum on all this other stuff, but now I think that I'm really going to take off. Uh, and it comes from the mentors that I've had and the examples that my mentors have that have given me, right? So I saw Osborne with Matt King as his right-hand man and how much he grew. Uh, now I have my own like chief of staff. His name is Ward. And uh, he's been helping me a lot in the different businesses too, but being sort of my, my own integrator in my life uh, and helping me throughout building different companies. So with that said, there is a lot of expertise that both of us have that we can collaborate with other people to create massive um, success in the future. Um, So I'm excited about that because I feel like if we act in our zone of genius uh, and bring in that and matching it with somebody else's zone of genius, which at the end of the day goes from what we said earlier, your unfair advantage, dude, you're unstoppable. Yeah. One plus one equals 10, right? Those are, those are always the dynamics you want to create in any kind of partnership or any kind of pairing of, you know, two teammates together. So talk a little bit about, you said the new community with, yes, uh, you're calling it the, the five investors, the financially independent investors. The so, reason, yeah, yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah. So this, this came from the, so I have a mindset, right? Um, that if you become financially free, financially independent, you make money irrelevant. You have the, you create the opportunities where you get to do stuff rather than having to do stuff. So people Mm. have to go to work because I'm financially independent. I say, I get to work. I get to go to work on things that I'm passionate about, things that I want to build. With that said, um, I, in creating the FI investors community, my goal is to teach them the lessons that I've learned on the person that becomes financially independent, the person that comes FI by teaching what I've learned by surrounding myself with the two, 300 millionaires that I've had throughout the years. And it's not just stuff that I read on YouTube, like, like heard on YouTube or read on books. It's more like actionable stuff that 
I heard those millionaires do it, those entrepreneurs. I took it into action in my life, show that it works, and now I'm teaching them how to do it, right? And part of it is the six steps that I think uh, that if you have those, if you embrace those, you become the person that achieves financial freedom. Because if you want it, that's one thing. But the other thing is becoming that person so that throughout that journey, because it's hard, it's not easy, if not anybody could do it, right? Uh, that entrepreneurial roller coaster, that like deals that fall through, deals that go well. Um, at the end of the day, is those six things that 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 I can share here too, pretty quickly. Uh, it's what I'm going to be sharing uh, throughout the journey of the FI investors. So, talking about you know getting a little taste of what people inside the FI investor community are going to get, what are kind of the high level six things that anybody? you know, pursuing financial independence in their life should be thinking about? Yeah. So the six keys, right, that I that I basically applied in my journey of like, until the age of 22, I couldn't work or drive legally in the United States. By 23, I found Still myself in a me. room of millionaires along with you. By 26, 27, becoming financially independent through my rental properties. By 29, a millionaire. And by 30, a multimillionaire. Right. I, people need to understand that you, there's nobody that is self made. There's always somebody that has, that has helped people. So if you look at Elon Musk, he had uh, Peter Thiel with a company on PayPal to be able to create, like to sell that company to then go into Tesla and everything that he's been doing now. Um, uh, what is it called? Like Steve Jobs had Steve Wozniak and all that stuff. Right. Yep. Um, so there's nobody that is self-made. And that when you realize that you want to be connecting with other people, you want to get to connect with a community. So yep. by me surrounding myself with the GoBundance guys, I saw that there were things that I did like about other people's journey and things that I didn't like about their journey, but that they have changed. Right. So then I began to build my life in the way of like taking out things that I like about people um, that worked well in their life. And, and implementing them. So the six keys has been number one, this is something that Tim wrote, right? He shares is you have to understand how much is coming in and how, how much money is coming out. So you have to master your personal finances. That is number one. If you do not have a budget, then you're not aware on where your money may be leaking, right? If you have a bucket, and you're just putting your monthly monthly income and then there's a leak, but you have no idea where 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 it is, um, you're going to miss out on opportunities that you can save that money to later invest. So that's number one. Number two is scheduling personal development. Jim Rohn has a quote, right, that says uh, that your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development because success is not something you attract. Success is something you pursue. Success is something you attract by the person you become. Right, which is why I go to that you have to become the person that achieves FI. Um, so personal development, it's something that is big for me and you as well. Like you're always going to events and learning and teaching and all that stuff. Um, and I feel like everybody needs to be a student of life. That's number two. Number three is understanding the power of your tribe. Right. Tony Robbins says that uh your, that your life is in direct proportion of the quality of your peer group, right? It's a direct reflection of that. And I believe that by me surrounding myself with millionaires, 
and people that were becoming a hundred percent or right, achieving financial independence, even though I wasn't there, I raised to that standard. And if you're not raised to that standard, then people leave because that's not the standard, right? So you create excuses to be like, Hey, this tribe is not for me. They're too, like, they're too focused on this or to focus on that. So I'm going to leave. But that was a standard that they set. Yeah. Um, and I believe that you can either be the person that's complaining about your job at happy hour, or you can be talking at happy hour, let's say with people that are actually like investing and doing all that stuff. So the level of conversations, uh, are, are big. Uh, and, but that happens with your peer group. Number we've, four, done, we've done many a happy hours talking about building wealth together. I can, I can attest to that. Yeah, for real, for real. And those go abundance events are like one or two in the morning. Those <laughs> yeah. are fun. Yeah. Those when are the late night hours. Yes. Those are the late night hours, but it's, but those are what's powerful, right? Like some of the most valuable be, conversations. Exactly. Exactly. Cause you can be like out of the club or you can be freaking like having conversations with like people actually like talking about business and stuff like that. Uh, and it's a choice, right? It's like, dude, do you want to go party and stuff with, with your friends and next week be complaining about that you don't have money in the bank, or you can be having quality conversations with people that are wanting to achieve more out of life. Yep. Um, number four is goal setting with accountability. A lot of people do goal setting, especially at the end of the year and everything, but it's that accountability that allows people to actually say yes to it. Uh, I believe that that's super important, right? Having that accountability group. That's one of the things too, why like I have you as my business coach is that accountability of like, hey, what's on your task list? Are you going to do it? Why not? Let's pass it to the next week and so forth. Number five is the, number five is the uh, ability of create extra income through a side hustle. I believe that every, if you have a full-time job, that's great. But I highly believe that in order for you to achieve financial independence faster, you need a money machine. That money machine for me as a side hustle came being a realtor that later turned into a business. For my brother, for example, who's a badass wholesaler in, in Jacksonville, Florida, his thing was wholesaling. That, that is his money machine. And what's good is that you don't need much money to start with those things, right? But I knew yep. that sales and stuff like that was something that I enjoy doing. Uh, for other people, can be building websites through Craigslist. That's something that I did too in the beginning to as a side hustle. Uh, you, there's so much things to do, like Uber, Lyft, whatever, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you do have to increase your income in order for you to do number six. Key number six is investing for passive income. And that comes investing in real estate or the stock market, whatever you choose. I chose real estate uh, because it's something that most of the guys in GoBundance also do uh, and rich that poor that and all that stuff. Uh, but here's the thing. Other people, they want to just start investing in passive income, investing in properties and stuff like that. But if they haven't mastered the first five, mm. they're, they're going to quit. Because they're going to create excuses. They're not going to have the mindset strong enough to be like, okay, what are the things that I can learn from this rather than, oh my gosh, I'm a failure, right? And, and I believe that the questions that you ask yourself when things get tough of like issues are going to happen, business partners are going to do things or like some diff, diff, different things are going to happen and uh, you need to have the mindset and have the strong why to help you push through it. The six keys plus a strong why, which for me, for example, is my parents uh, sacrificing everything that they did to come to this country. 
I feel like um, I feel like with implementing all of those things, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to achieve that. So you've really been laying this groundwork through consistency and grit and saying yes, and then leaning up and sharpening your axe and, and really committing to all of you are the living proof of what your kind of six keys to financial independence are. So as you now have unlocked that, how does your strategy change in terms of real exponential wealth building and growth? And what is that next vision or tier for you in your wealth building journey that you're kind of pacing towards now? Yes, that is a really good question because here's the thing. I have um, in the beginning, right? I was investing for cash flow, like positive cash flow. Like that's my main thing. I didn't do like, for example, flips as much because I didn't need the cash. I just wanted, I invested more for passive income. Um, now though, I changed my strategy as I created, again, my side hustle, right? My money machine turned into a really good money-making machine on the realtor side. Because I went like, for example, in 2020, I sold 56 homes and uh, myself. And then in 2021, I sold 51. So that's pretty good income in, in Austin uh, as a realtor. So when that happens, right? First world problems. I, uh, there has, you have to change your strategy uh, so that I don't have to pay as much in taxes. And those strategies have been more cost segregation. So now I'm not just investing in single family homes, for example. I'm, invest, I'm asking myself now, hey, how can I invest my money so that now I don't have to pay as much in taxes? So now it becomes more hey, this property may not give me, let's say 15% cash on cash return or 12%. It's going to give me 8% preferred, but I get to not pay taxes on $100,000 now. And when you look at the ROI on that, which is $100,000, let's say you're in the 30% tax, 30 tax bracket, that's $30,000 that you keep in your pocket. Um, if you do that times 12, it's like if you had a property that was giving you around 2000 bucks, right? Um, so I mean, I'm doing those types of investments now. And what's been cool is that by me being, for example, with the mastermind, right. With GoBundance, those were the conversations that people were having in a couple, like a, a years ago, but I did, I wasn't ready, but I was be, but I already became that person. Right. So when the time got, when I was become, when I became an accredited investor and all that stuff, now I have the tools. Now it's not like, oh. How do I find deals? No, it's like, dude, I can call you and be like, hey, what are you investing in? And then boom, boom, boom. Now I can invest in deals that, that you know other people are doing. So capitalizing on that, um, has it's something that, that has worked so far in the last year. And I believe will continue to work in the next couple of years. So talk to me a little bit. And I want people to understand this because you and I have both been of this mentality crockpot over the microwave, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the good stuff always takes time. And when you talk about this wealth building journey and, you know, the, they always say the hardest, you know, million to make is the first million. And then the second gets a little easier. And, and if you continue to do the right things, you pour the right foundation, you know, you planted the right seeds, you consistently water those. Eventually you're going to look up at a, you know, a, a plot of land that has a massive amount of crops with low hanging fruit that consistently bear fruit over a long period of time. And so you and I, 
you know, we kind of joke around about being farmers of relationships, farmers of opportunities, farmers of talent and, you know, people and employees, farmers of just consistently playing the long game with everything. Mm-hmm. And so as you kind of go towards that 10 mil milestone and then the 25 mil and then the 50 and the hundred, which it's only a matter of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like talk about your mindset for more. Like how, what is your mindset around accumulation and more wealth, mm-hmm. more income? Um, not necessarily like the tactical side of accumulating mm-hmm. more, but like, yeah the mindset around like happiness and fulfillment and like real wealth being unlocked that goes beyond your balance sheet and your P&Ls? Yeah, that is a really good question because that's something that I've been um, asking myself lately too of the, not how much enough is enough, right? But it's more of like, okay, how much do I really, like, am I happy as an example, being part of this company or this other company or my role in this company? Mm-hmm. Um, being like, if I'm enjoying it, because once you make money irrelevant, right, then you have choices, as I mentioned earlier, uh, and you get the freedom, you get time, freedom, relationship, freedom, service, freedom, all, all sorts of freedoms that you can do to pursue what you want. One of the things that is hard is understanding like, okay, do I need this in my life? Do I want this problem? Let's say, because problems are always going to be there, no matter how much money you have, like problems are always there. But it's like the quality of problems that you want to solve, the quality of problems that you want to have, right? Um, I feel like now I'm in a point of a position that, okay, if I know that I'm going to have problems, right? Because it's part of life and not coming from like that mentality of like, hey, there's always a problem. So I'm attracting problems to me. It's not that, right? But it's the fact that there's always going to be some type of obstacles and challenges to overcome no matter what. Yep. It's like, who do I want to go through those challenges with, mm. right? Like, which business partners do I have? Um, do I, do I want to go through those challenges with? If my goal is, let's say, going from 5 million to 10 million in net worth, like, who do I want to accomplish those with to make it the most fun? Now I'm at the point of like, I want to have fun with the relationships that I have. Um, and then when it stops becoming fun for certain things, then really making sure, okay, can we go back to making it fun? Or was this already like, did, did, did we hit some kind of like, and that, you know what, we can go our separate ways and it's completely fine because you can succeed one way. I'll succeed another way. Right. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's not like when you don't need it, then it's irrelevant. It's right. Different. And yeah. And there was a deal there, okay, so this is funny. I'll share this example because it happened in my life. Um, I was helping out this client, uh, super highly successful entrepreneur here in Austin, Texas. And I made a huge mistake on the contract. And um, But I see everything as a lesson, right? As a realtor, I've taken the, you have to buy a new fridge lesson. Uh, you, the, the, I forgot to, not include the curtains on the on the contract, and now I have to buy the curtains lesson. Uh, well, this lesson cost me fifty thousand uh, dollars. Thankfully, it came out of I was able to fix it in a way that it came out of my commission. Uh, but that was when I realized that. So that was the most stressful time, one of the most stressful times in my life. I can also share about the 
first one too. Uh, that's when I found out that no matter what, how much money you make, if you cannot sleep well at night, everything is pointless. I'll share on that later. Um, but this one deal, I realized like, holy crap, I was super stressed. And even though $50,000 is a lot and it's life-changing, the 50000 it's to add that to your bank, it's, it can be life-changing. It's a lot, lot of money. And I was like, I don't even need the money. Like, I didn't even need that $50,000. So I was like, crap, if you would have just taken that money away or take this problem, we're like, dude, take the 50000 away. Like, let me, let me just go back to being okay to this, right? And, uh, and I don't usually get attached to deals or anything like that. But this one, like I had to take a hundred percent ownership and responsibility because I messed up. So I fixed it and it took 50,000. Uh, but that actually caused me like, okay, why am I doing this? What, what, uh, like if, 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 if I don't even need this, right, then why am I doing this? And that's when also the market was going crazy in Austin. So I was working with clients and deals were just, we were getting denied. So I was like, holy crap, I'm spending all of this time working deals and they're not even closing because everybody's submitting a hundred and thousand, a hundred thousand over asking and this and that. And everybody and their mother was moving to Austin. And, uh, so I was like, okay, what needs to change? And, uh, in having conversations with Ango Bros and with you, for example, because you were there when I was, when I was going through this, uh, I, you, you helped me, you gave me that accountability that every deal, uh, that I had to do with somebody else in my team, because before it was by my, well, it wasn't by myself, but it was like a lot of, I took a lot of, uh, 99% of the work was on me. Um, so now I began to do it with other people and that was a huge help immense. It helped me immensely because now I'm going from like what, what Osborne taught us, right? He goes from, I do it to, we do it to, they do it. Um, now it's been going more to like, we, and now as the team has grown now is they are doing their business and I'm there to guide them and everything. So that's been an evolution. Uh, but yeah, that was the biggest, uh, mistake, uh, that I've done, but I took it as a lesson. Right. And I learned a lot from that where it got me to like, okay, if I don't even care about the money, then why the heck am I doing this thing that's stressing me? Yeah. Uh, Unless it's necessary to do it because of an obstacle or a challenge, right? But if it's not, then why do it? I love it. So I know so many people are only getting a little taste of Diego and they may want to engage with you on social media. They may want to know about the Financial Independence Investors Group and Mastermind. They may want to, you know, go check out all the amazing content that you've had kind of, you know, breadcrumbs behind your journey over the last, you know, eight, nine years as an entrepreneur. Where's the best place for them to find out more and engage with you more? Yeah, they can reach out to me on Instagram to uh, at Real Diego Corzo, at Real Diego Corzo on Instagram, or they can send me an email to info at diegocorzo.com. Diego, I love you, brother. You are always an inspiration, man, always raising the bar. And uh, it's just been amazing being on this journey with you, dude. You have definitely made it much more fulfilling for me. Uh, you have helped you know, so many people uh, along the path in more ways than I know you already know and hear it from so many different people because that's just who you are. You pour into others, you make people better, you elevate them without really any expectation ever of it coming back to you. 
Um, but I think that's also a testament to showing that when you make deposits consistently over and over and over selflessly, that servant leader's mindset and other people, it comes back and rewards you tenfold. And you're a perfect example of that. So I can't wait to see what round three of the interview looks like in a few more years and where oh, you're man. at and uh, what wisdom you'll have to share. But thanks for coming on the show today, man. Thank you, Maddie. It's been crazy. It's been, it's been a crazy journey. And to grow with you for the last eight, nine years, uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So if you get any kind of value or you want to support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people. Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info and how you can connect with us live in person, all kinds of great valuable tools. You can get that over at therichlifeacademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friend.